Come, sit by the fire. Listen to my tales as the shadows dance and weave, and I weep stories of adventure, wonder, and woe. These tales could be short glimpses into lives of unlikely heroes, or epic yarns that span many sessions. Regardless, the nights can be long and dark, but you are always welcome to join me in the light of the flames and listen. Welcome to Stories by the Fire. In a realm beyond shadow, nightmares, and death, young mother Erin Dearborn finds herself in what appears to be an abandoned water park. In this world beyond reason, Erin has to embark on a harrowing quest to find her lost son Evan, but she does not have the journey alone. Her mother, Marcia, returns from beyond the grave to act as both protector and guide. However, Erin cannot shake the feeling that there is something the older woman is keeping secret. It is, in fact, a secret that may cost Erin and Evan dearly. Welcome to the realm of leaves and shadows. Welcome to Stories by the Fire. Leaves and Shadows, Chapter 5 the water park. Despite Marcia's admission that they needed to hurry, she proceeded at a cautious pace. Part of Aaron didn't mind. She still felt winded from running through the waist-high leaves in the place of darkness. At the very moment, she was feeling every bit of her seven months of pregnancy. Marcia's head swiveled almost constantly as they walked. They stopped at the edge of an open-walled shop so that Marcia could peek around the corner to scan its interior. She looked around slowly for several minutes, gesturing Aaron to silence without taking her eyes from the depths within. Aaron watched her back with a mixture of confusion and apprehension. Just what was she expecting to see? Was she afraid that someone or something was going to leap out at them? Marcia nodded to herself apparently satisfied with what she saw or perhaps didn't see, and proceeded forward, motioning for Aaron to follow. As they continued through the park, she would quietly guide Aaron along. Holding her daughter's hand, Marcia and Aaron slipped past mouths of shops as quickly as possible. Marcia repeated these steps every time they reached another shop, causing their trek to continue at a maddeningly slow pace. Fear overcoming her urge to remain silent, Aaron finally whispered, What are you searching for? Do you think Evan will be in one of these shops? Marcia shook her head. No, Evan won't be in any of these buildings. Aaron asked, Then what are you looking for? There are creatures here, much like the one in the other place, but not nearly as powerful. However, they are malicious and far more numerous, and not without cunning. They are watching us from the shadows. I know that you could sense them. Aaron's head whipped around searching. You will not be able to see them unless they want you to, especially at this time. She tore her eyes away from the surroundings to look at her mother. Why especially at this time? They are creatures of pure darkness and evil that cannot abide the light in any form 
so they hide in any shadow they can find until the darkness comes. What happens when the darkness comes? Marcia looked at her. They will be free to roam, and our danger will increase exponentially. What do we do when that happens? Marcia let the question hang for an awkward moment. Then she said, We need to pick up our pace now so that we can leave this place before nightfall. They pressed into a space between shops where there was a broken down teacup ride on one side and part of a lazy river on the other. One of the teacups was tipped over and lying on its side. Another lay at an odd angle from where it had derailed off the track. All of the teacups were filled to their brims with dead leaves. The familiar of leaves drew Aaron's attention. She screamed as one of the teacups stirred, causing the leaves to spill over the top. She pointed the cup and backed away. There's something in that cup! Something grabbed her shoulder and she screamed again. <gasps> Instinctively, she whirled around to strike her attacker. It was Marcia. Her mother effortlessly caught her offending hand by the wrist. She was looking past Aaron, directly at the teacups, with the speculative expression. Yes, there is something there. I think we assume that there is something in each one of those cups. She nodded in the direction Aaron was backing towards. Frankly, I'm more concerned about the ones that are directly behind you. Aaron whipped her eyes around, scanning for any signs of hidden creatures. But she couldn't see anything. I was referring to the ones lurking in there. Marcia pointed down. Aaron looked at her feet and saw that she was standing at the lip of the sidewalk, inches from accidentally plunging over the edge of the lazy river. She took a step back, shuddering. Marcia scowled. I think they were trying to scare you into falling into their brethren's clutches. Aaron looked at her mother. They can breathe underwater? I'm not sure they need to breathe at all, Marcia said thoughtfully. Come on, we need to keep going. Aaron nodded and followed her. How do you know so much about this place? As your guide, I have been given a certain amount of knowledge to assist you through this place. Plus, I see things quite differently than you do. Unlike you, I don't use my eyes to see or my ears to hear. I have transcended such physical mores. Verbally communicating with you is for your benefit, not mine. Aaron paused. You can read my thoughts? Sort of, but not really. I'm sorry? I apologize for being cryptic again. Let's just say I could read your mannerisms to the point that I could tell what you're thinking with a fair degree of accuracy. That's... unsettling? No. Marcia shook her head. What's unsettling is that the things here can read you with a greater degree of accuracy than I can. And they can project their thoughts directly into your mind. Aaron shivered. Like that thing in the dark? Marcia nodded. They also know everything about you and your life. They know everything about me? Yes, Marcia said matter-of-factly. 
Aaron's hand went reflexively to her abdomen. The movement did not go unnoticed by her mother. Marcia's expression sobered. I'm sorry, sweetie. They know about your baby's condition as well. Aaron inhaled in a hiss, and her lip began to quiver. Marcia gently took her chin. You must understand, I'm not telling you any of this to scare you. You need to know so you can prepare yourself. Prepare myself for what? Aaron asked with rising fear. For whatever you must face, this realm will use anything against you. The forces entrenched here take sadistic joy in breaking the wills of those they have trapped. So you must be prepared for anything. Marcia finished speaking in a whisper as she stared at something behind Aaron with wide eyes. Aaron turned to follow her mother's gaze. What is it? She froze as she found the object of her mother's attention. Are those what I think they are? She breathed. Marcia nodded slowly, not taking her eyes away. What had appeared out of nowhere on the ground was a pair of shiny red stilettos. While Marcia's expression became stony, Aaron stared at them as if they were a poisonous thing, ready to snap at them if they dared to get close enough. Wordlessly, both women veered around them, staring at them suspiciously. Once they passed the shoes, they both increased their pace until they rounded the bend of the nearest shop and the footwear was out of sight. They both visibly relaxed. They caught each other's reactions and their eyes met. In unison, they looked away as the years of shame and tension suddenly bubbled to the surface, wedging an unseen wall between them. Marcia opened her mouth to speak, but was unable to give the jumble of her thoughts voice. Instead, she simply said, We need to keep going. Then without waiting for her daughter's response, she started down the path. Aaron watched her retreat for a moment, and then caught up. The ensuing silence weighed on them like an invisible anchor. As her tension increased, the sense of being watched grew exponentially. As the minutes dragged by, it was Aaron who broke the silence first. You were right. I was right about what? Marcia spoke with strained control. This place, it definitely knows how to push my buttons. Yes. Marcia said slowly. That was unexpected. If after all these years, I never expected to have such a reaction over a simple pair of shoes. Marcia shook her head. It wasn't a simple pair of shoes. It was those shoes. Aaron moved without thinking. She grabbed her mother by the shoulders with more force than was necessary. You don't mean... Marcia nodded. They were the exact same pair of shoes. Mom, how do you know? Aaron demanded. Marcia shrugged. How do you breathe? How do you think? It just happens. Like that. I just know. Aaron's eyes bulged in horror. But how can that be? I threw them in the garbage after... She looked up at her mother tears beginning to glisten in her gaze. This is a place of discarded things. If you throw something away, it is theirs for the taking. 
Marsha looked off in the distance. We should keep going. They're trying to rattle us. It's working, Aaron said, while falling close behind. I know, said Marsha. For some time, they continued on their way through the windy path in the watchful silence. Mama? Yes, Winnie. Should we? I don't know. Talk about that day when... You... When we fought? Marcia continued forward for several steps contemplating her question. Mama? Aaron prompted. Marcia sighed heavily. I don't know, Aaron. This might not be the time. We... We have so much to deal with now. Aaron snorted despite herself. <laughs> Understatement, if I ever heard one. But seeing those shoes stirred up so much. I feel something weighing on me. Marcia sighed again. <sighs> I know, I could feel it too. I was hoping that we could leave it alone so we could focus on finding Evan. But I'm beginning to think that we won't be able to until we deal with it. What you are feeling, that sadness, that anger, that darkness that's boiling up within you, it fuels the power for the evil forces here. I think they are using it to prolong our journey to your son. Wait a minute. You're saying that the powers that be are using my creeped out emotions to somehow power up this twisted water park? Correct, Marcia said flatly. I could still sense Evan's location, but from what I can ascertain, we are not getting any closer to him. I don't know what to think about that. I believe I do. The fact is, what happened between us all those years before was my fault. What? Really? Aaron shook her head at this development. The imposing woman that she had once known had never admitted to any fault. She had maintained her dignified sense of self-righteousness literally to her dying day. Yes, and it was your fault too. Aaron looked at her indignantly. How can you say that? Marsha responded calmly. Do you really think either one of us can be considered blameless? I was just a kid. I could barely be. You were 14 years old, Marsha interjected. You were young, yes, but not innocent. You were just as responsible for your actions as I was for mine. Could you really blame me? Aaron snapped. Marcia's tone remained calm. I don't blame you, Aaron. As I said before, I forgave you long ago. Shortly after you stormed out, I had every intention of apologizing and working it out with you the next day, but... Aaron nodded slowly. It was too late by then. Far too late. Mom, how did we ever get to that place? You and I were so volatile towards the end. Yes, we were. I blame myself for so much of it, said Marcia. You were always so headstrong and independent growing up. Don't even get me started on how oppositional you were. If I told you left, you would say right. If I said up, you would say down. No and... I would say yes. Aaron finished with a smirk. Gee, I wonder who else we know that has such a lovely trait. <laughs> yes, I wonder. 
Marcia smiled back at her daughter. That was our trouble. We were so much alike. I was trying to rein you in instead of giving you the guidance that you needed. And the more I tried to control you, the more you balked against it. Thus we always found ourselves in an escalating battle of wills. Growing up, I saw you as such a domineering figure. Aaron admitted. Well, yes, but I don't want you to sell yourself short. You were pretty formidable yourself. Your relationship with your father was so... effortless. I must admit that I was jealous of your relationship with him. I could see that. By the time you became a teenager, the rift between us had grown too wide for either of us to bridge easily. Aaron nodded soberly. Then you were diagnosed with uterine cancer. Marcia sighed. After that, I was so scared and in so much pain. It was so confusing. I wanted to lash out at everyone, but I also yearned to be comforted at the same time. I know I was much harsher on you than anyone else. Aaron stared at her feet as she stepped over a small pile of leaves. Yes, you were. Aaron looked at the ground as the memory of her mother's more brutal side flickered before her mind's eye. She remembered her mother yelling at her when she was six for not cleaning her room correctly. Marcia once withheld a hug after Aaron had accidentally cut herself when she broke a glass and spilled grape juice on the carpet. There were her mother's innumerable complaints about the physical and emotional traits Aaron lacked, taking for granted the ones that she did possess. The love Marcia showed always felt sparse and conditional. I realized my mistakes, but by then I didn't know how to fix them. I knew I had to try something, anything, I think I knew on some level that my time was growing short. That's why I tried to reach out to you on that fateful autumn day. Aaron cringed as the memory struck her. It didn't go as I had intended, Marcia said with quiet remorse. I remember, Aaron choked. Her mind drifted back to the 15 years before on a day she had tried not to contemplate at all. The memory had become an itchy scab, and her thoughts picked at it so much that it became a hard, jagged scar that marred the reflection of her self-worth. I remember looking in my mirror, wearing that skimpy swimsuit and those shoes. I thought they made me look sexy. I stared at my butt, thinking I looked like I was at least 20 years old. Aaron blushed as she spoke. That was the problem. You were only 14 years old. You were my baby. You shouldn't have looked that old. You simply did not have the emotional maturity to handle that kind of attention, said Marcia. Well, of course I know that now. But then I thought I could handle anything that life threw at me. Boy, was that theory disproved in a hurry. I think my biggest mistake that day was not giving you the simple courtesy of knocking before invading your space. If I had just respected your need for privacy, I think much of what followed could have been avoided. Aaron thought about it. 
You're probably right. As she thought about it, the world darkened. When the light returned, she looked around and realized that she was no longer at the abandoned water park. She was back in her childhood room, staring at a full-length mirror. In the reflection, she saw her 14-year-old self admiring her blossoming feminine form. Before she could react, her door creaked open, put her on full display. Young lady! Her mother's voice screeched. Just what do you think you are wearing? Marcia grimaced internally. The harsh words had rushed out of her, unbidden and unwanted. But the reflex took over before her desire for self-control and understanding could rein them in. It occurred to her too quickly to apologize before this escalated. But she banished the idea as a weak sentiment. Aaron whirled around, grabbing a towel to hide her from her intruder. Recognition gave way to embarrassment, anger, and unrepentant resentment. She was having a private moment, admiring her growing beauty. How dare her mother barge in and ruin the sanctum of this moment. What are you doing in here? Aaron demanded. Marcia balked, her desire for increased understanding now obliterated as her own rage countered that of her daughter's flush of anger. This is my house. Never mind what I am doing in here. What are you doing wearing that? It's my room and my body. I can wear whatever I want in here. Aaron screeched back. You will not wear that in my house. Marcia snarled. I won't have a daughter of mine going around looking like a common street hooker. Aaron's eyes bulged. If words could scald, she would have melted to the floor. In truth, a vital part of her did. Was that really what her mother saw when she looked at her? Did she see a piece of human trash instead of a young girl who was growing into a beautiful woman? Tears began to burn at the edge of her vision. Rage took rabid control over her being, and she willed her eyes dry. Better to look like a whore than a holocaust survivor, she snapped back acidly. What's the deal with the wig, mom? You're not fooling anyone. Aaron flung her hands to her mouth as she gasped at the severity of her own reaction. Did she really just say that? They both froze as they stared at each other. Marcia sagged back against the doorframe, as if she were physically struck. She stared at the floor. Self-consciously, she touched the wig on her head as tears began to roll down her cheeks. Neither said a word as the moment stretched before them into what felt like an eternity. At that time, Aaron became very afraid. She could feel that the invisible, once precious tether between them had snapped. They were now cast adrift from one another. The tides of their hearts were drawing them apart. When Marcia finally looked up at her daughter, the anger that she had felt only moments ago had vanished. Her face was gray, and her lower lip trembled as she looked at her only child with soft, wet eyes. Aaron could recognize her mother's broken heart in her eyes. Mama, I... Marcia held up her hand. Don't. She let her hand fall in defeat. 
I don't know who you are. Her speech was low, as if it cost her something to speak. She shook her head. I don't think I want to know. Holding the door frame, as if she no longer had the strength to support herself, her mother turned and walked out of the room without another word. Moments later, Aaron heard the soft click of her parents' bedroom door close. Aaron gasped as the scene ebbed away. What was that? She looked around wildly as the vision faded and she realized she was back in the twisted water park. Marsha was looking at her with sadness and concern. That wasn't remembering. It takes you back to re-experience a moment from the past. Aaron burst into tears. There aren't many times in my life that I want to experience less than that. How dare they put us through that? They didn't, Aaron. Marcia said slowly. I did. You? Why would you do such a thing? Aaron cried. It wasn't easy for me either. I experienced it just as you did. Exactly as you did. I'm sorry. I had no desire to put either of us through that again. But it was necessary. Necessary? How is reliving one of the most painful moments in my life necessary? Do you know how many times I wish I could have taken back those words? How many times I wished I could apologize to you? How I wanted to tell you how truly sorry I was in that moment? How I wanted to tell you how truly sorry I was the moment those words came out of my stupid mouth? Why, Mom? Why did you have... Why did we have to relive that right up to every excruciating detail? Why? Marcia didn't meet her eyes. Instead, she stared up at the faded orb of the sun as it descended below the top of the nearest tower. I'm sorry, but I had to. Time isn't on our side, and we would not be able to move on until we faced it. Now please remember what happened next. I banged around the house, grabbing my purse and stomping down the stairs in those stupid shoes. I don't think I realized it at the time, but I was hoping you would come out of your room and confront me about all the commotion I was making. I didn't admit it to myself for a long time, but I wanted you to yell at me or crown me or something. <laughs> I certainly felt like I deserved it. No matter how loud I was, though, you never appeared. Marcia nodded. I heard you moving around the house, and I kept hoping that you would come into my room, itching for another round. It wouldn't have been unusual for you, but you never came. When I heard the outside door slam shut, <laughs> I burst into tears. Erin averted her eyes. So did I. <laughs> I cried all the way to my friend's house. Somehow, I managed to bottle it all up by the time I met up with them. 
Then she and I and a few more friends went to that stupid water park. Kinda looks like this one. <sighs> what a dumb idea. It was so late in the season and so cloudy. The place was virtually empty and the water was so cold. And thanks to that stupid outfit and shoes, I received way more attention than I was in the mood for. I was miserable. No matter how I tried to distract myself, all I could think of was our fight. The guilt of it gnawed at me. Within a couple hours, I decided to go home and apologize to you and beg you for your forgiveness. Aaron admitted. That's what I wanted to do as well. But then I had an excruciating headache that came on and forced me into bed, said Marcia. I remember. You were asleep when I came home that night. I told myself I would talk everything over with you in the morning, but... Your chance never came, Marcia filled in. Aaron shook her head. No, it didn't. I woke up to Dad screaming. I rushed into your room and... <laughs> Tears began to fall from her eyes as Aaron's face crumpled with remorse. I saw the way he was... holding you. You were so... still. So pale. And I knew at that moment that those were the very last words I would ever say to you. It rocked me to my very core. I was, I was sad. I was so very ashamed. <laughs> I hated myself after that. I know. For a long time after that, you went down a dark path. I know it was a very painful time for you. I would have never chosen for you to be here. And I'm truly sorry that you have to experience this. But, for whatever it's worth, I am thankful to know that those will no longer be the last words that we will have said to each other. I love you, Aaron. Aaron smiled and wiped her eyes. I love you too, Mama. Marcia smiled at her, and she looked away in concentration. It looks like we managed to break the forest's spell. That could no longer keep us from reaching Evan. Aaron clutched her chest. They, they can't? Marsha waved her to follow. Come on, sweetie. Let's get my grandson. He's much closer now. She urged her forward. Take me to him! A moment later, they rounded a corner of one of the broken down shops. It opened to an expansive leaf-strewn patio area. In the center of the patio, was a huge pool with water just as putrid and bog-like as the lazy river that fed into it. In the dead center of the pool was a concrete island covered with random piles of rotting leaves and debris. There, Marcia pointed at the concrete island. Aaron's eyes focused where she pointed. In the center of the island lay Evan's very still form. Terror floods Aaron's heart as she stares at her little son's unmoving body lying on an island just beyond her reach. Even as she instinctively steps towards him, 
Marsha holds her daughter back as she points to the dark depths of the pool that surrounds her grandson. For creatures that are ancient and predatory lay in wait as the two mothers desperately consider their next move. Join us next time as Aaron plunges into the depths of darkness and despair in Stories by the Fire. Thank you for listening to my story by the fire. I hope my tale stirred the flames in your heart in some sincere way. If you enjoyed this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. My other podcast, Theater of Heels, is a superhero adventure following fangirl hero wannabe, Erica Belfry, who found the world behind the mask was not what it seems. I also have the epic fantasy podcast titled The Sky's Embrace which follows the crew of the skyship, the Maiden's Arrow, as they navigate the perils of the clouds. All these tales and more are available on my website at ChristopherChancy.com and my YouTube channel. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at patreon.com slash ChristopherChancy. There you can get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May the light of the flames always bring you warmth. Good night. <laughs>